Hello, and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history, and today we have an extra special, extra exciting topic. Dana, tell us about it. Today, we're talking about Britney Spears and the Free Britney movement again. Again, yes, yes. (laughs) We are revisiting our Free Britney episode. There have been a lot of developments since we first recorded that episode in August 2020. Most notably, Britney is finally free! Yay! We love it. But it was also our very first episode. We were wee, wee little podcast kindergartners, and we've really (laughs) come a long way with the pod since then. And now that we have our shit more together and there's been huge developments, um, dare I say we were stronger than yesterday? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you like that pun? Well done. Oops, you did it again. <laughs> oh my oh God. Shit. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I'm a star. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm so sorry, everyone. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. We thought it'd be a good idea to update it a bit um, for our own pride and for Britney. So (laughs) let's get into it. So obviously, Britney Jean Spears needs no introduction. She's known as the princess of pop and is one of the most best-selling artists ever. But before we get into her darker days of the conservatorship, let's learn about her big three. Okay, so Britney Spears was born on December 2nd, 1981 at 1.30 a.m. in Macomb, Mississippi. And she's a Libra rising, a Sag sun, um, and an Aquarius moon. And Libra rising is accommodating. They're pretty. Libra is ruled by Venus and it's a sign of relationships. So Libra risings want to like make sure everyone's accommodated. They're also very good at influencing other people to kind of get them to do what they want. But also Libra rising is always thinking about other people and their decisions. So it's not like nefarious, really, especially I think for uh, like women like Brittany. Aquarius moons, they want freedom. Aquarius is the sign of freedom. It's also the sign of the collective. Her emotions are oriented towards like also other people but in a way that separates her like Aquarius moons can be aloof but also they care like they really care so it's like almost like having to protect yourselves because you care so much um in a way and also Aquarius moon wants freedom they're discerning and creative and also in her fifth house this is going to make her like she needs um the moon relates to your needs and in the fifth house this means she needs freedom and she needs to be able to be creative and she needs like to make children literally the fifth house relates to children Mm. so right um and then like also can kind of be like your primordial fear in a way because the fifth house again um just like relates to what you need so if you don't get that freedom like you you kind of freak out right her sag sun i mean sagittarius is the sign of the pop star uh britney i think was maybe the first one of this sort of like little uh canon of sag uh pop stars Um, So also Sagittarius is also a sign of freedom um, in a way that like is very like justice oriented, like maybe the original social justice warrior and like the purest form. Um, She's also hot. Sagittarius is just like a hot sign. Um, And again, yeah, very optimistic and super fun to be around. In her third house, this colors her entire like perception of the world. So she really does have like a happy go lucky like way of looking at things. And so. But she's not in with an Aquarius moon. She's not going to lie about what's happened to her. Yeah. Nice. They ride so hard for Sages. Yeah. And the moment that I realized that why, like my Venus is in Sag, everything clicked. Like you two have Sag moons. Yeah. Like two of my besties. Like Woo. everything makes sense. <laughs> and it's your chart ruler. Oh. <laughs> and you're an ad writer and Sagittarius uh, is the ad ruler. So or the ad writer. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, because propaganda, obviously. Propaganda. <laughs> Sarah writes propaganda for a living, everyone. And she Where? gets awards for it, so. Exactly. She's a one award-winning propaganda writer. But, uh, yeah, she may be free today, but to understand how she entered into a conservatorship in the first place, we've got to go back to the ill-fated year of 2007. Oh, my God, yes. How could we forget... 2007 for Britney was such a shit show. She was in the middle of a very public divorce and custody battle with Kevin Federline. And the paparazzi were just like on her ass all the time. And eventually all this stress builds up and leads to her very well-documented public breakdown. Yes. Um, Who could forget her shaving her head, attacking that window with an umbrella? Like things were tough for Britney in 2007. Yeah. And in order to understand a bit deeper look deeper into this and understand why we're going to look at her perfections um perfections show you what planets and houses in your chart are activated for that year for you so that's where you'll see what areas of your life are going to be focal points and the common themes and you'll also know what planets will affect your life most so what house year was it for Brittany? okay so since it's 2007 and her birthday's in december we're looking at her 2006 perfections which is the second house year Um, and it has to, like, the second house is personal finances, personal values, material possessions, material reality, um, and her second house isn't Scorpio, so it's ruled by Mars, because Scorpio rule, or Mars rules Scorpio, and so Mars is her time lord, which relates to, like, power and control. I know we have talked about time lords before, but can you remind us what a time lord is? Okay, so a time lord is, like, basically the planet that is ruling your year, which means, like, when we're looking at our transits, it's the ones that will be highlighted the most and maybe the ones that are most likely to actually change our life. Um, not maybe. That's how it is. That's like what these are. So it will be the planet that's ruling the house that's activated in your chart. And you can look at them. Mostly people look at them for their ascendant, but you can also look at them for your sect light, which is either if you were born at nighttime, it'll be your moon. And if you're born at in the daytime, it'll be your sun. That's really, really inside baseball, uh, I think is what they call it. But oh my God, yes. That's inside baseball. <laughs> what a time lord is. So it's just the most important planet that rules your year based on what sign is in your house is activated, and it'll be the ruler of that sign. So back to Brittany. Got it. Her natal Mars is in her 12th house, which relates to fear. Literally, well, Mars is about fear, too, and your 12th house is about hidden fears and also imprisonment and mental turmoil in general because it's like kind of like the house behind our ascendant so you can't see it but it's always kind of like operating it can also be a, a place of the hospitals like liber like not liberation really but it's like the ether um so like connecting into but like any sort of psychic experience also that makes you susceptible to like psychic turmoil right mm-hmm. and also mars in the 12th has to do with hidden enemies which in britney's case is obviously her father no longer hidden Whoa. So this perfection year activates that. And a, kind of a theory that I have really honestly just developed today um, <laughs> is that when you're on your second revolution of perfection, so you go through, or I guess it's maybe your third, whenever like the, the perfections right before leading up to your um, Saturn return are kind of ones that really kind of activate with like what's real in the world for you because you're, you're an adult and it kind of, mm. it'll like be the basis of like your adult life, your foundation. So this is really what's colored for her, you know? Oh, shit. Wow. And yeah, this was right before her Saturn return. Like this activity in her 12th house is showing and kind of like indicates Brittany gets hospitalized due to her mental state and behavior. And then after this happens, her dad, Jamie, petitions the courts to be her temporary conservator. But just a reminder that a conservator is someone that is appointed to take care of an incapacitated person's affairs or finances or both. And in Brittany's case, 
um, the conservator would have full legal responsibility for her entire life. And normally this is done in situations where a person is deemed significantly disabled mentally or physically. Obviously, Brittany and her dad's relationship is a big part of this story. So let's check out their bi wheel. And another reminder, a bi-wheel is when you take two people's birth charts and overlap them to see how each person's planets interact with the other person's, which gives you an idea about the dynamics and themes of their relationship. We oui. And Brittany and Jamie. Okay, so Jamie's Saturn is conjunct uh, Brittany's ascendant in Libra, and Saturn is the planet of restriction, and your ascendant is like who like it, your ascendant is who you are in the chart so it also the two things that will relate to your physical person in your chart are your moon and your ascendant and so this is a restriction on Brittany's physical person and her personal expression right and uh also i mean so in a way that could be him raising her to to be either a hard worker and like you know a dedicated star but ultimately it came down to this which is him uh confining her um, his Neptune is conjunct her Saturn, and this is like obliterating her ability to self-govern. Neptune just completely blurs what something is. It's like the sign or the planet like that deceives, which in a way can be good. It can make you uh, it's like maybe the planet that makes a mother think she's capable of lifting a car for child. Right. She, you're just like fully. It's also altruism in that way. But again, because I'm a Gemini, I have to present both sides of everything. It's actually <laughs> him obliterating her ability to self-govern. Also, um, Neptune aspects like present in a lot of relationships where deception and codependence are present. Um, yeah. And then Mars in her second, he, uh, he has his Mars in her second house, which was her activated sign that year. Uh, so it's like that also kind of makes this presence like stronger. And so he has power over her personal finances. He wants to make sure like he wants to direct her uh, money. And then also Jamie's son is conjunct his natal uh, Uranus and Cancer. And so Uranus is a planet that can like divert the agenda of a sign. And in the same time, maybe like exacerbate that sign's agenda in a way. Like Uranus is a planet that's just very, once you start working with it, you kind of get a better idea. Um, but like, I think it has to do like, what's that thing? Like simulacra and simulacrum, like where something like, becomes something, a symbol becomes like nothing like what the original was. You know what I mean? And his son in Cancer wants to see him as a nurturer, but this, like, conjunction, like, and also in Britney's 10th house, like, I think it means that he wants to nurture her career, but he ends up doing the opposite because it's like this, like, weird, perverted kind of desire to sort of make it happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he has that stellium in Cancer. Like, well, Uranus, though, you know, so yeah. Venus and the sun are both kind of, like... Their agenda isn't what you would think it would be in Cancer. It makes nurturing sort of like this different thing. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Uranus I mean, is the Joker. Yeah. Anyway, the court does end up granting Jamie the temporary conservatorship, which in the case of Brittany's mental state might not be super uncommon. But after this temporary conservatorship gets granted, shit starts getting like pretty murky. Um, the court order says she's severely incapacitated which would mean she would likely take off, you know, a lot of time off work to get better and focus on herself. But yet two months after her hospitalization, she has a guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother. Six months later, she drops a video, promotes a new album, and goes on a hugely successful worldwide tour. Like, she's working her ass off. So that has people asking, if she's so unwell, why is she working and at the level she is? Yeah. So what's going on in her chart around this time? Because this is scumbag season for her. All right. So <laughs> scumbag season. <laughs> so this is like is her 2007 perfections for the 2008 year again, December. Um, she's in a third house year uh, and third house has to do with your everyday immediate environment as well as like how you perceive it. It's your 
it's like your mind and sort of how the world works. Uh, it also, I mean, has to do with a lot of other stuff, uh, which kind of I think we touched on in our John and John Mulaney and Olivia um, Munn episode. It can kind of also have to do with sort of like not necessarily always addiction, but times when you're waiting for your life to to like change in a bit or something like where you have to like mm. temper habits and stuff. And her th- third house is Sag- Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. So Jupiter is her time lord and her natal Jupiter is in Scorpio in her second house of personal values and finances, which again is where Jamie's Mars lands. And um, transiting Jupiter was in Capricorn that year in Brittany's fourth house of her home, her security, uh, also the father in ancient astrology. And so this theme of like expanding restrictions is just like that's what Jupiter and Saturn has to do with, uh, which again, Jupiter is or not Jupiter and Saturn, Jupiter and Capricorn, which Jupiter was in Capricorn when the um, pandemic hit um, and uh, life hasn't been the same since then. So that's like, you know, that's what it's like just confining her to her home. Also, it's having to do with her personal finances, her mental state, her per- like immediate environment and her home. It's so literal. I like, know, it's astrology. so literal. Astrology, keep, but, or astrology keeps surprising me in, in terms of how well it works. <laughs> I know. And then, you know, like, just like what these transits are indicating, her dad, Jamie, is back in court again. This time he's asking for a permanent conservatorship, and he's claiming that she has early onset dementia. Hate him. Yeah. And we're not doctors, but <laughs> dementia in your late 20s is highly unusual. So, yeah, just just an important note. She was literally like in her 20s at this time. So the court sides with her dad and they grant it for him. So for then the next nearly 14 years, Jamie had been in charge of Britney's daily life, her finances her person, her business decisions, which lines up with that activated second, third, and fourth house, which is restricting her finances and, you know, her home. Um, Brittany no longer has control of any of these things. Right. And, you know, again, she kept working despite this quote unquote dementia. Um, She was a judge and mentor on the X Factor. She sustained a four year long Vegas residency. Like, again, she, these are not like things that are the easiest to do. So it was very surprising to hear that despite this sort of very debilitating disease he claimed she had, she was still working her butt off. Yeah. And also, you know, something to keep in mind was this conservatorship, like, was not chill. It was very strict. So, you know, she was 39, um, but she was not allowed to do anything without her dad's permission or else she could be sent away to a mental health facility and these are things that we all take for granted like driving voting marrying getting pregnant like leaving her home in general and then there was that moment where she went to a fast food restaurant with her like hot boyfriend and right after that she was suddenly hospitalized again for three months and apparently it was because she went without permission and was refusing to take her meds her father literally forced her to take birth control it's so sick i know so sad um and this incident like you know all of a sudden she was like seen at the fast food restaurant then she was not seen at all and this started rumors that like something like really was not right here yes and this incident also put her back in court And news leaked that she testified she wants control of her life back. She's like, this conservatorship needs to end. And in response, a judge opens an investigation into the legality of her conservatorship and the impact it's had on her life. And so at this point, 
all these people actually start coming forward. Uh, her former in-house director and photographer, Andrew Gallery, reads this letter. He said that Brittany gave him, saying she's been silenced, she's fully capable of functioning on her own, but she's trapped. And then her mom, Lynn, is out there like liking and commenting on free Brittany posts, which, as we now know, was probably her covering her own ass. And then fans started saying Brittany was actually sending coded messages in her Instagrams asking for help. So this is where, you know, the free Britney hashtag started trending. People even petitioned the White House at the time asking for an end to her conservatorship. The hashtag free Britney movement, as it came to be known, um, is not actually about whether or not she has a mental illness, but about exposing the general abuses of conservatorships within the legal system and highlighting how hard they are to get out of. Like, she's not actually the first celebrity that has had issues with the conservatorship. Brian Wilson, who's the genius behind the Beach Boys, was also stuck in a conservatorship for almost 10 years at the hands of an abusive therapist. So like legally, once you're in it, it's so hard to get out of. But most we like most people who get them, I think like Amanda Bynes' parents, like not most, maybe I don't know how to say most, but it seems like a lot of people who a lot of parents are or like people do want to help for the best. But obviously the yes. laws don't allow for people who aren't. But that's the difference where when we were mentioning the temporary conservatorship versus the permanent one. You know, when she first had her mental breakdowns, you know, clearly she was struggling. A temporary conservatorship in that case, you know, she had children, she was struggling like that. That wasn't super unheard of. But then petitioning for a permanent one, that is where things really took a turn between, you know, wanting what's best for her and then, you know, using and manipulating her. Something we realized before, like with our West Memphis 3 episode, like it's super easy to put someone in a situation like this, whether it be like jail or in a conservatorship, but then it's so hard to get them out of it. Like you're kind of just like, fuck then. Um, So this is about the time we left off in our last episode. And around that time, a judge ruled to extend her conservatorship until August 22nd, 2020, so it could undergo more review. And at that time, this was Dana's last analysis of her transits. Yeah. So I, I said, like, this was full circle, like, back to Jupiter was in Capricorn again. Jupiter cycles are kind of an interesting way to to follow anything because Jupiter not only has to do with, the like, your morals and sort of, like, um, goodness in the world, sort of, like, an abundance, but also it's a 12-year cycle. So it'll it's, like, when your whole chart has been transited by Jupiter. So um, it's not surprising this was coming back up for her. It actually... Makes perfect sense. Uh, Brittany was 38. She was in another third house year uh, for her annual perfections. And Jupiter, again, was her time lord. So it was in her uh, fourth house. And so Jupiter and Capricorn, again, relates to expanding restrictions, but also maybe like looking at them in a new, in a new way. And also um, at this time, uh, the eclipses had moved into like the, the eclipse in June of 2020 was in Sagittarius, five degrees away from Brittany's sun. And in the third house is going to have to do with changing like you know, like her environment. So the eclipses have been in Sagittarius and there's one coming up that we'll talk about later that's going to be conjunct her sun. Um, And so I think that also has to do in conjunction with Jupiter with like this whole liberation movement. So fast forward to today, Brittany is 39, about to turn 40 on December 2nd. So, you know, she will be 40 probably when we post this episode. (laughs) Um, And she's been in court approximately 72,000 times but we are going to for- focus on what we think the biggest moments in her journey to end her conservatorship are. Yes. So, okay. One of the first big developments for her 
is when she goes to court and she asks for a co-conservator. So it's not just her dad in charge of everything. Like it's she wants her dad and someone else. And her dad is like, oh, I know a guy like let's use one of my friends. And Brittany's like, I want someone new and not related to any of the scumbags, you know. And and this is very important. I want a public hearing so everyone can know what's going on. Yes, and this is a big deal because up until this point, her dad worked very hard behind the scenes to keep court records and filings sealed so the public never had access to them. I hate him and so much. now, I know, and now the public would actually know and get to listen to the details of her case. Yes, so Brittany goes back to court and the judge says they won't remove her dad. And in response, which I love, Brittany's like, well, as long as he's in charge of my shit, I'm not going to perform anymore. Yes. And it was a huge bummer that Jamie is still involved. But that hearing wasn't a complete loss because she did actually get an independent co-conservator called Bessemer Trust to help at least oversee her financial um, resources. So, you know, we keep going back to court again and again and again and basically like during this time she's just kind of like dad go and he's like no i don't want to and then britney <laughs> is in <laughs> that's literally like what these, are the, like. these are the verbatim court transcripts everyone <laughs> word and, for word <laughs> and eventually britney goes to court and speaks on her own behalf about the conservatorship for the first time ever yes and during this testimony she spoke about how she was forced to work She had lost control of her life. She said she didn't have any privacy. She didn't have a say in her own schedule. She said her dad controlled and approved everything. Uh, Brittany talked about how she was forced to keep working even when she was sick. And at one point, she even performed with a 104 degree fever in Atlantic City. Criminal. I know. And there's a clip of it. And she's like, sorry, y'all. Like, I have a 104 degree fever. And at the time, this fan was like, oh, I thought she was like just so dedicated to making us happy that so I didn't realize she was basically like held up at gunpoint. <laughs> forced oh, my to God. Work. Um, but also something really messed up that she brought up during this testimony was that she had this IUD in that she didn't want but was forced to have because her, you know, handlers didn't want her to get pregnant. And she also was forced to take lithium against her will. So sad. And like Dana mentioned, like her chart, like she really is someone who wants to have children. And she's even said like she wants to have more kids and, you know, she hasn't been able to. But um, it wasn't only her dad she put on blast, um, though she did say she thinks her dad's ass should be thrown in jail. (laughs) She also called out her sister, Jamie Lynn, and her mom. And this was a big moment for Brittany because, you know, she just she's not no longer silent. So what was going on for her um, around this time? This is an awesome chart. Okay, so Brittany's time lord is Saturn um, and it's exactly conjunct her natal moon and Aquarius in her fifth house. And Free it's, her! Yeah. Free her body! Free her body! <laughs> um, and so this is like, Saturn is like the planet of restriction, but also the planet of discipline. And it's like allowing her to sort of, in Aquarius, it's like it wants to liberate in a way but that's like disciplined and restricted. This is kind of her putting outward, like telling, like bringing everyone, what's the word? Uh, I don't know, reaming everyone's ass who fucked her over, I guess is the... <laughs> the formal way to say it um, <laughs> um and she's also in a 10th house month and her 10th house is cancer and cancer is ruled by the moon so the moon is her time lord but also on this day the sun was exactly conjunct her midheaven and cancer in the time er, in the 10th house and the midheaven is a destiny point of your chart that relates to public life and so like 
Uh, Venus is uh, conjunct Brittany's 10th house north node in Cancer. And um, this is like Venus is in her fourth house, in her activated fourth house. So Venus is kind of like an alternate time lord. So all these activations are happening in a way that's like they're very like close. And it's just like it's wild. Okay, so like the north node has to do with like what where you're going. It's like if we think of it um, as a destiny point, like it's it's sort of like freeing her in her public way because the 10th house has to do with your public. So this is like a lot of technical astro jargon. But one way to understand what's going on is to think about the signs that we're talking about. Capricorn is her sign of the year, which relates to structure, discipline and institutions. She was in court the whole year. Her Time Lord Saturn is transiting Aquarius all year. So Aquarius is also an activated sign. And Saturn, of course, rules Cap in Aquarius. But Aquarius is the liberator because Aquarius wants to be free. And it has to do with the public. So she's taking everyone to court herself, really. Aquarius is also strong in her chart because it's a sign of her moon, which is also have to do with her body. And she was born at night. So this means that she has a night chart. And night charts mean like the moon takes prominence over your sun in terms of which luminary you might relate to more. In her fifth house, it's going to have to do with creation and art. The most important things to her are her children and her work as an artist. She said this. And in Cancer, uh, it's a sign of the mother, and that's where her midheaven is. And Cancer wants to feel secure and protected. And this was the day that she felt like she was neither. She told us that. So after her testimony, things really do start to snowball. Brittany's lawyer, her court-appointed one, her manager, and her co-conservator, Bessemer Trust, all resigned. And, you know, like her lawyer and manager, honestly, was like kind of shady. But Bessemer Trust was like, she literally just said she doesn't want a conservatorship. So like, we don't want to be her conservators if like she doesn't want this. So after that happens, a judge grants Brittany the right to hire her own lawyer. And this is cannot underscore how huge of a deal this is, because for the first time in 13 years that she's been doing this, she finally gets to choose who represents her. And I just got chills because I love <laughs> huge. her. I I'm happy. Fucking <laughs> huge. But, and Brittany does not play. She knows how huge this is. So she hires Matthew Rosengart. And Rosengart is a former federal prosecutor that now works in the entertainment industry for a ton of big celebs like Steven Spielberg, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Keanu Reeves, Sean Penn. Like, he knows what's up. Yes, and I'm obsessed with him at this point in time, so hopefully I don't go online and, like, see that he's, like, a dickhead. But for right now, I love him. You know, he gets hired. He goes to work. So immediately he was like, um, step one, Jamie needs to get the fuck out of here. And he files a motion to have Jamie step down as conservator and be replaced with a real person that understands money and isn't a dickhead. And then this leads to Jamie filing to end the conservatorship. It, like, literally was <laughs> that easy when she had her own it, was, it all spiraled, like, quick. And But Jamie doesn't do it quietly. He says he's ending it because of the public battle with his daughter being really hard on him and says, otherwise, there's no basis for him stepping down. This was all just, like, a oh, public Oh, it's so play. hard on him. Oh, yeah. poor Jamie. Fucking hate him. <laughs> I want to curb stomp him. I hate him so much. Oh I know. I <laughs> I'm not a violent person. (laughs) (laughs) But Sarah's boyfriend, Matthew Rosengart, responds by basically saying, fuck off. Every legal person and every party involved in this case knows you've been fucking around, so it's time for you to get out. And I like that. It's kind of petty, but I like going back and being like, are you serious? Like, no. So they're back in court again because they're literally always in court. And there's a lot of fighting between, like, the two lawyer teams. Rosengart, which I love this tidbit. Um, I got it from the Toxic, a Britney Story podcast. So you guys should listen to it. They were in court. It's like really good. 
But they said he wore this bright pink tie, which is the color of free Britney in court, which I just think is cute. And um, basically he's in court and he's just like, bye, Jamie, you need to go. Yes. And surprisingly, Jamie's lawyer is kind of like, oh, let's just end this whole conservatorship. But Rosengart is not having that. And he wants to know what they have to hide because all of a sudden they want to really like swiftly wrap this up and get this over with after over 13 years of like fighting for this conservatorship. Yeah. When I looked at this, I got like very like West Memphis 3 vibes. Like, Mm -hmm. you know how the prosecutor was like, actually, like you could just go free. Let's not like rehash how much we fucked this up. And when I read that, it gave Mm. me the same feeling like, oh, let's sweep this all under the rug. Like, we'll give you what you want. Like, don't look into us more. But like, it's worth noting why they were doing this is that around this time, a lot of evidence was being leaked showing the shady shit that her her dad and her dad's team were doing to Britney. Yeah. And the New York Times uh, showed court documents that said that Jamie was giving Britney like a very small amount of money per week while using her money to bankroll his life. Yes. And the New York Times also came out with another documentary. Um, It was called Controlling Britney Spears. And it featured a security guard who spoke on the record and told everyone basically all the shady shit they were doing to monitor and spy on Britney. Yeah, the security guard um, talked about how they bugged her bedroom. Um, They had mirrored her phones where they could watch her texts, see what she was looking up. Like, these are very real and very illegal privacy violations. And because I love him, I know that Rosengard is not about to let that shit slip through the cracks. So I love that he did this, but he was like, hey, you know what? I want Jamie out, but I'm going to transfer temporarily this conservatorship to this other person, and they're going to collect all your documents and files that you ever kept on Britney. Ooh, interesting. So basically, he's like keeping it going for just a little bit longer so that they have to legally send the files, because otherwise, if it was ended, wow. Genius. Yeah. yeah, this like feeling of happiness that comes from revenge isn't really enough to make up for everything, but it does feel good. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah, Brittany's saying, like, Brittany has said, like, it's not enough just to end this conservatorship. Like, she wants her dad to go to jail for conservator abuse because, again, the free Brittany movement is not just now about freeing Brittany. It's about making sure conservatorships are not continually abused like they are. Yeah, so now because they're, like they transferred it for a second they could do the lawyers could do all this discovery so they basically could look through all the files and get evidence about like you know financial misdeeds or like documentation on how they were like spying on her and stuff they could use that now against jamie in the future and so besides that in court that day it's awesome because the judge is like deuces jamie effective immediately like you are not the conservator so he gets terminated and another thing Rosengard does that I love is like oh another thing I want to set a date right now a trial date to end the conservatorship and it has to be before Britney's birthday which I love yes December 2nd yeah so what was going on Dana okay so September 28th 2021 on this day uh, at noon, the moon was conjunct Britney's midheaven in Cancer. And so if you remember, like I just said last time, the sun was conjunct her midheaven at that other court date when she basically took, you know, took everyone to court. Um, <laughs> and 
the sun illuminates stuff. So this was like illuminating her, like, you know, what was going on that time. And the moon brings it into material reality. So this is the moon kind of making everything that was said at that time into like more of a, an action uh, situation. And Mercury is retrograde conjunct Brittany's Pluto in Libra in her first house. And so Mercury retrograde is kind of like going back, which is another kind of way to like, you know, like releasing those court documents, sort of like, let's get everything that was said. Um, and also Pluto retrograde is conjunct Brittany's Venus in Capricorn in her activated house, which and then Venus rules Brittany's Pluto in Libra. So this is kind of like Pluto. There's And she's in her Pluto square. Um, in the Pluto square, any sort of square is a turning point. Um, if you think about it, it's a corner, literally, you know, a 90 degree angle. So she's turning a corner and like Pluto's a sick fuck. You really don't always know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> but in this time, it's like really kind of like panning out for the best in a way. Um, and if we remember that Mars was or also Pluto in Capricorn is trying her natal Mars. Uh, and so this is like the trine is like sort of, I think, making the square beneficial in a way. Like Mars was at play when she was was like first entered into this uh, conservatorship. And so now, like, it's like liberating the imprisonment that her 12th house originally subjected her to. Can't can't knock Pluto because uh, shortly after her dad is officially terminated from being conservator, Brittany and her boyfriend, Sam Asgari, who've been together since 2017, get engaged. So cute. Love him. Uh, Sam's an actor, fitness trainer, and they met on set on one of her videos. So that was like a cute little announcement. Um, but then we're back in court again. <laughs> um, this time we're talking about ending the conservatorship. So people that were in the courtroom said it was all pretty straightforward and quick. Rosengart was like, yo, my client wants this to end. Your client, Jamie, says he wants this to end. Let's end this. And the judge is like, yes, let's. And then after nearly 14 years, after she was first entered into a conservatorship on November 12th, 2021, Brittany was finally free. November 12th, 2021, a day that will live in infamy. Honestly, I when I was listening to that podcast, I like started tearing up when I heard people talk about what it was like outside the courtroom. It was so sweet. But yes, both conservatorships for her person and estate were ended effective immediately. Hell yeah. After the judgment, Rosengart said, what's next for Brittany, and this is the first time this can be said for about a decade, is up to one person. Britney. So Dana, let's let's get into the free Britney chart. Okay, something cool about this chart is that Pluto is at 24 degrees uh, Capricorn and Saturn is at 7 degrees Aquarius. And that's the same degrees they were at in the chart on September 28th. So basically, and they're direct now. So they were retrograde in that chart, wow. which is basically like saying, hey, let's make sure, you know, cleaning up. That's like the re... A retrograde isn't always, you know, it's not like mayhem total. It's like going over things that were missed the first time. And now it's mm. sort of like come full circle. We're bringing this all. It's in her fourth and her fifth house. The fi fourth house is home. The fifth house is for Brittany has to do a lot with liberation because of Aquarius. But also anything that has to do with creative has to do with liberation or the lack thereof. So this is freeing her up to be creative. But then also at this point by now, Venus has moved into Capricorn in Brittany's fourth house, which is her activated house. And, Vi and Venus is the ruler of her chart, which is her person, her body. So it's bringing her into like her it's she is now sort of like moved into the fourth house that's activated. And it's kind of just highlighting this like whole journey that she's been on, which has been a full shit show. And <laughs> Venus will retrograde in this uh, in her fourth house. But I think that's going to have to do a lot more with like her internal experience with being free for the first time and probably also with all the documents that are being released, we'll have to go and like reviewing her finances since Venus has to do with money as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I hope that with this newfound freedom and creative freedom, Dana, that you mentioned, dare I say, 
could we expect to get some new Britney music? Oh my God. I think we'll get new Britney something. We'll get new Britney something. So Britney responded to this news by posting a video thanking people who supported her and also lightly shitting on others who she thought didn't speak up, a.k.a. Christina Aguilera, which I loved. Yeah, like passive aggression, honestly. Oh my God, yeah. Well, it wasn't even passive. She was like, Christina, you never never, spoke up. That's very Sagittarius. (laughs) Um, But then one group that she especially thanked was, of course, the Free Britney movement. Yes, she said her voice was muted and threatened for so long. She wasn't able to speak up or say anything. But the movement really shined a light on her situation, and she even credits them for saving her life, which, like, so, oh, is so crying. sweet. I know, I'm, like, tearing <laughs> up over here. But um, since the Free Britney movement um, has supported her for so long, she appreciates them so much. I think it'd be cute to look at Britney and the Free Britney movement by wheel. Okay, yes. so the by wheel, um, we're using the date that they first protested publicly, which was in front of uh, West Hollywood City Hall. Oh yeah, what uh, date was that? That was April 22nd, 2019. We're using the noon chart. Um, and so Britney's in a second house here at this time. Mars is her time lord. This is, again, the full revolution since she was first captured, um, which I guess is like a dramatic way of saying it, but literally what else, what other <laughs> word is better? Um, and Mars is in Gemini in her ninth house, square her natal Mars in Virgo at this time. And the ninth house is about voyages. So honestly, it indirectly really relates to liberation in a lot of ways. Um, in order to be able to travel, you need to be free. And by traveling, you are also liberated of any sort of fixed constructs you have about life and this world. And like, oh, damn. maybe Britney... <laughs> What? Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I get deep. Uh, simulacra. Anyway. Um, plus, like, Mars and Gemini fights with words. Elise has a Mars and Gemini, and she's great with it. And also, it will, like, mar- like, the will. Like, you can just, like, actually someone into the ground this way. Like, we know what Gemini is. And so, yeah, Mars and Gemini is like, hey, we're going to use words as a fighting tool to basically liberate Britney. Damn. Damn. Also, it was Britney's nodal return, and Saturn was conjunct the south node in the transiting chart, and Pluto was conjunct her natal south node. So again, this is kind of that Pluto at play, like a preview of what was to come. And um, the south node has to do with, like, it's like reviewing again, sort of like, it's like what's comfortable, but also maybe shining a light on, like, what's already happened. So it's going, you know, like, it's basically Saturn in conjunct the south node is like, hey, like, what's already happened here? Like, what needs to be, what's different from what's occurred? Or what needs to be different? Um, Pluto's North Node, or Britney's North Node, is in Cancer in her 10th house. And if we think of, like, the North Node as pointing to what's destined to occur in your life, Britney's destined to be in the public, and in her conservatorship, she, her public life was really constrained. Uh, it also relates to, like, the 10th house, um, and the mother, which relates to her cancer sign. And so in ancient astrology, the 10th house was a sign of the mother. Brittany wants to be mother. That's also, again, what we've said. Um, and then her South Node in Capricorn in her 4th house kind of suggests that, like, she is shaped so much by this sort of, like occurrence but like i think we'll get more art about it later so free britney was obviously like very hyper focused on britney's conservatorship but you know since her case they're not the only ones that like felt the same so um you know people have been talking a lot now about conservatorship abuse and a bill was actually signed into law by the governor of california um and it's called the free britney bill beautiful Amazing. And the bill aims to reform conservatorships by closing loopholes and improving transparency in the conservatorship process. And one of the ways it aims to do that is by giving people in a conservatorship the right to choose their own legal counsel. Because as you can see in Brittany's case, that made a huge difference. Um, She had a court-appointed lawyer for over 13 years, 
And then she finally could hire one herself, and he got her out in four months. Jesus Christ. So insane. Um, But, I mean, her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart's time in court is not over. Brittany may be free, but there's still a lot to come in her case in the future. You know, there's like a bunch of accounting things that need to be figured out. And her lawyer also indicated that they were going to be going through all the financials of her conservatorship and how things were handled over the course of the last like 13-ish years. I can't wait. This guy seems like he's really gonna shed some light. But Dana, do you have any predictions on what's to come for Brittany? Will her dad be actually like, will Jamie be held accountable? I want to know. Well, I didn't, I don't have any about him because um, I have too much emotion about that. Jeff or Brittany. Alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, wanna, I hate him so much. Um, but looking at her uh, birth chart, it's a triwheel. It's pretty cool. Um, it's, you know, three wheels around each other. So it's her, I have her secondary progressions for her birthday as well as her 2021 solar return on tw- uh, December 2nd. Um, there is uh, an eclipse on um, on December 4th that will be conjunct her son in Sagittarius. And this is like big. So it's kind of like. Her son is being eclipsed. So everything that basically maybe, you know, was for her is now it's like and it's also the last uh, eclipse in the series of Gemini and Sagittarius eclipses, which uh, which have been happening since uh, June 2020, which I said earlier. So it's that whole the story of her life, the chapter where she's like getting out is closing and she's gotten out. So that's pretty cool. Wow. And she's also in her progressed lunar opposition. Um, Brittany's progressed moon is in Leo in her 11th house opposite her natal moon um, in Aquarius. And it's conjunct her progressed midheaven. And the Leo Aquarius axis is about like unabashed self-expression. And the fifth house is about creation and good fortune. The 11th house is about friendship, good spirit and your audience. She was basically like liberated by her audience. Um, and I think like Brittany also might express herself in a way that's liberating for her personally and maybe come out and say things she hasn't said before. The moon, the, the lunar opposition is like it's sort of like it it's takes you out of yourself and also puts you like in the opposite. So she can kind of like have a 360 view maybe of what's occurred. People have like kind of said, well, she even mentioned this herself that she might go on Oprah, you know, in her one post. Can't wait. It's Who... going to happen. Yeah. At least you called that, actually. And you didn't even... Just use your own intuition. Um, <laughs> I'm a psychic. You might. I think you might be. Um, <laughs> her solar return moon is also conjunct her progressed ascendant into Scorpio. And Scorpio is a sign of like wherewithal because it's a sign that relates to digesting like emotional life experiences, often painful ones. So I think it could be a difficult for her in a in the way that we would expect it to be. So I don't want to like speculate on her pain too much, of course. But like liberation isn't, you know, easy and liberation pretty much right. requires this experience. And sometimes figuring out what you want after you've been held captive for so long can be difficult, uh, maybe more difficult than she imagines. But honestly, I'm not so concerned about that as a Sagittarius sun and an Aquarius moon. I think it'll the pain might just be like the joy also because also Aquarius, you know, sometimes pain is joy for them um, or joy is pain, I should say. Um Anyway, and also her solar return ascendant is conjunct her natal midheaven, which is kind of like a return to public life. That's where she's starting this year. She's starting in the public. Uh, and so in summary, I think 2022 is going to be like a liberating year for her. And I think she's going to be deliberate and disciplined with that Saturn influence in her fifth house, which is her activated sign on her moon. I think that I don't think that she's if anyone's like worried about her being so crazy, like, you know, with her money, like all these things that they said, I don't, don't think she has dementia. I don't think she has uh Sort of like, I don't think she's going to like buy a golden Bentley. I think she's going to be great. Yay. Yay, Brittany. I'm excited to hear more of the real Brittany, see more of the real Brittany. And I'm just, uh, we've all been so invested in this for so long that 
I'm really excited to see where her healing journey takes her. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this re-record of Brittany. Um, go easy on us if you listen to the first episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll be back in 2022 with season four. So please make sure to DM us some ideas and we'll make sure to give you a shout out in the episodes if we uh, move forward with that. Absolutely. Yes. And please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer to listen on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. And make sure to follow us. We're Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, Hey Hero, and TikTok, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. And big news, we also have merch available on TeePublic. And you can get the link in our show notes, in our Instagram bio, you name it, or you can just Google Allegedly Astrology uh, merch on TeePublic. We have to note that because we've been shadow banned, which is so dark. (laughs) But anyway, please check out our website, allegedlyastrology.com, to learn more about uh, the show and how to book a reading with me and what's offered, etc. I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Oh yeah! Did again to your heart. Oops, we re-recorded an episode again. Seriously. Oops, you. Oops, you. Think that I'm sent from above. I did a dance for this.